Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The gentleman who joins us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can read his fine coverage of our Cleveland Guardians on The Athletic. He's in Goodyear, Arizona. He's Zach Meisel. Hello, Zach. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? How are we you? are well. How are you? I'm great. It's there. Let me see. Let me look around. Nope. No clouds in the sky. How about that? Jealousy will get you everywhere. I'm looking outside. There's sun here in Cleveland. I'm guessing it's the same one. Nice. Yeah. How about that? How about that? You guys deserve it. All right. So what's the uh, what's the vibe so far through the early early days of spring training? What's what's the feel among the team? Is there optimism? They're supposed to be. Is there pessimism? Is there we wonder who's going to play here or what? I hope spring's eternal this time of year, right? In 30 camps every year, I think you can have a team that loses 110 games. And I think in mid-February, they're still feeling rosy about what lies ahead. I, I think it's an interesting camp because it's a lot of the same guys, except also more of the younger guys, the prospects who are on the cusp. And everybody came early. So today is their first official full team workout. And yet they've really been doing that for two weeks. Um, so uh, vibe is difficult to, to tell. And whatever the vibe is, doesn't really matter once you get to March 28th. Um, but I think it's a young, energetic, tight-knit group. How many wins that translates to, I have no idea. How excited are you for the season? I mean, it just seems like it's been a, I don't know, kind of meh off season. And then we get into this year and I mean, new manager that, that gets a little bit of blood flowing, but I mean, really, I mean, how, how pumped are you for this season compared to other seasons? I mean, it's, (laughs) I feel like asking me and asking the fan base, you'll get two different answers because I'm looking for storylines. I'm looking for people to to talk to. So it's, it's, I'm excited in that there's a lot of new faces, especially on the coaching staff, so people to get to know, to understand, you know, what makes them tick, what their views on baseball are. We we were so accustomed to the same people in charge, right? I mean, Terry Francona was here forever. Mike Starball was here forever. DeMarlo Hale was here for a long time. Um, things just operated the same way, and, and even, you know, thinking that it's, it's crazy just talking to Carlos Carrasco, because he looked around the room and he could point to, I think, three players he played with in Cleveland. So he wasn't gone that long. So a lot has changed in a short period of time. So to me, they're interesting storylines. 
you know, I was actually excited to get out here and start talking to people and, and plotting out some stories. But I think, you know, with your question, like if you ask fans, if you ask about the buzz around the team, it's pretty non-existent, right? It's, you know, how many national stories have you read? We spend so much time talking about national coverage of the Cavs. Well, you know, I'm not saying the Guardians deserve it, but it's it's non-existent. I don't think people outside of Cleveland understand the team's direction or, you know, think that they're a, a huge threat in the American League. So, you know, I, I think there are different ways to look at this. I think if you just love baseball, if spring training signifies that a harsh winter is almost in the rear view, then maybe you're excited for the season, you're excited for spring training, but I don't know if you're a diehard who's flipping the calendar again and now it's been 75 years since the last championship. I don't know if this is going to be the year to uh, to end that drought and have you really excited about things uh, moving toward October. Zach, I'm paraphrasing here. And Zach Meisel joining us from The Athletic. Chris Antonetti talked about this offseason and the lack of major moves and said, well, we want to give a chance for our young players to get plenty of at-bats to see what we have. Is that That's basically what, what's what been said, right? Yes. Is that code for we want to give our young players at-bats to see what we have, or is that code for we're not going to spend any money, so this is it? I think it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Okay. I, I think they've, they've sort of – it's been a weird two years. 2022 is when – well, first, you could take it back to 2021 – Really, that was that was the reset year. Um, you know, we watched your boy Bradley Zimmer forever. We watched Bobby Bradley, Yu Chang. That was the reset year where that wasn't a playoff team and they needed to just let guys play to basically learn that they weren't the answers and then move on. They did that. Sometimes you need a year like that, that's fine. The thing is, in 2022, I think <laughs> the message you're hearing right now was the message two years ago. And it just happened to work better than they could have possibly expected. They win 92 games. And so then you go into the next season and you have to make some decisions. And they bet on Oscar Gonzalez. They bet on Will Brennan. Um, that They ended up parting ways with uh, Nolan Jones and Will Benson. And you know they've just had some uncharacteristic moves that I think maybe were hurried by the fact that they contended earlier than they thought. You know, they tried to patch their holes with Mike Zanino and Josh Bell. That didn't work. So what you're hearing now is I think they don't want to make the same mistakes they've made. And so you're sort of back to where you were two or three years ago, where it's, all right, we don't want to let another Nolan Jones go. We don't want to let another Will Benson go. So we have to make sure, you know, is Florial an answer? We have to make sure we're not failing on Gabriel Arias too soon. Things like that. So, it's, it's both, though. You know, the TV deal was used as an excuse, but they knew they were going to get money. They knew like someone was going to air their games. They knew at worst they were going to make a decent chunk of what they were supposed to make off of that anyway. So if they wanted to sign a free agent and, and you know, go with someone more established in their outfield or, or at DH or something, they could have done that. Um, now they have the TV deal, and, you know, even though it took a long time to get there, like they're going to get most of the revenue they thought they were going to get. So I, I think it's more just you know, they are in a spot where they feel like 
they have to learn about these guys. There are crowds in the outfield. There's a crowd at shortstop. And until they find some answers and they develop and someone clicks, um, they're kind of stuck in this in-between where you have a pitching staff that's, I think, playoff caliber. But the lineup is looks a lot like it did last year. Especially in the outfield. and uh, we, we keep hearing Stephen Kwan in left. We get it. We hear Miles Straw in center. Not quite sure. And Loriano and Will Brennan in right field. Do you think there's an underlying thought that, God, we hope somebody just has a great camp and can displace somebody either miles in center or the guys in right field? Or or are they pretty content just to go ahead and start the same guys we saw in the outfield last year? I think Floreal is the X factor. I think if they're, you know, when they're, before Chris Antonetti goes to bed every night, when he's on his knees praying to the baseball gods above, I think he's hoping that Estevan Floreal turns into a 25 homer, uh, 25 steals type hitter who can play center field. You know, that's what people were forecasting him as five years ago when he was a top 50 prospect in the game. He's 26 now. He's out of options. He's going to play. But, you know, that's, it's, there's a reason he was available. There's a reason he never really uh, carved out a lot of playing time with the Yankees. So they have projects. They have guys who are maybe have graduated from AAA or, need only one short stint at AAA before they're ready for the majors, but they have flaws too. Jonathan Rodriguez, George Valera. So it's, it's, there's not, at least at shortstop, you know, Rokio's been a top prospect for a while. Arias was a top prospect. Freeman was a top prospect. You know, Brito looks like he can be a legitimate major league hitter. So you have answers. I think you're more confident about in the infield where there's a crowd, but in the outfield, you're just praying that someone exceeds your expectations. And I, I think that's where the plan seems a little faulty, um, where I, I just I don't know what the solution is, and I don't know how you could watch that group last year, and the only addition you make is someone who is on his last chance to get a, a, an extended major league look. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Kyle Manzardo. Let's talk about him for a second. I mean, other than that. <laughs> I like kind of the sigh combined with his name. That well, was it's, good. It's the mustache that gets me. I mean, the kid's from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, home of the floating green. Let's not forget that. Um, any chance this kid's got a shot? To, I, I don't know. I'm just curious. I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by him. I think he's, you know, you talk about storylines going into going into the season, going into camp. Here's somebody that intrigues me. So Chris Valleca, the hitting coach, said he looks like Wade Boggs. And I'm, I was taken aback. I'm like, oh, my God, Wade Boggs had 3,000 hits. He was he's one of the best hitters I've ever seen. And then I remembered Wade Boggs, like Kyle Manzardo, rocked a pretty nice, nice mustache. So <laughs> I, I don't know if it was a facial hair-fueled compliment or, or a hitting compliment. But, no, I, I, you look, I don't know if it's going to be on opening day. I don't know if they'll manipulate his service time. Um, you'll see plenty of Kyle Manzardo this year. And I, I've heard from enough people around the league who think – he is a safe bet. This is not Matt Laporta part two. This is not, you know, Bobby Bradley, someone who had clear holes in his swing. This is a dude who at some point in the next couple of years is going to be a safe bet for 25 home runs, 35 doubles, a ton of walks, and you slot him in the middle of your lineup. And if he can prove maybe he can handle lefties a little bit better, you start him 150 times and, and you have a long-awaited solution uh, someone to pair with Josh Naylor at first base in DH. Zach Meisel joining us, covers the Guardians for The Athletic. I keep hearing Tristan McKenzie in the rotation, and I keep thinking, oh, my goodness, does that mean he's healthy? How's he look so far? What's he doing? And and are they talking about his health? Yeah, he feels great. I think they're going to be a little more patient with him, maybe build him up a little more gradually than some of the other pitchers just because of what he went through. And, you know, you have to remember he threw 16 innings last year. So if he's going to throw 180, 200 this year, you know, you, you're going to have to treat him pretty carefully. Uh, but he's, he's good. You know, he's, he was showing me all sorts of pitch grips and how he wanted to, to tweak his slider to make it, fit better with his fastball and curveball. So, yeah, I think he's tired of uh, talking about elbow sprains, and um, I think he just wants to get out there and pitch and prove he's healthy. And, you know, it was big, too, just for him and Bieber. And I know Bieber dealt with this a couple years earlier as well, but everyone wanted to know, you know, why are you trying to get these guys back to shut them down before the end of the season? When they can come back in September – after being out for an extended period and just get on the mound, like that gives them peace of mind. And so I think with McKenzie, you know, that's always going to linger in the back of your mind just with the type of injury it was, but it's, it's full go. Shortstop. Is it the same thing as the outfield? You know, a week Gabe Arias appears to be the front runner, but you, it, I haven't heard Rocchio's name as much as I thought I might. Zach, who do you, who do you think is the front runner there? And, is that a job that actually could flat out be won in spring training, or is it kind of heir apparent there with Gabe Arias? Yeah, I think the difference is the outfield. You just throw a bunch of names at the wall and hope somebody stands out. And at shortstop, I think there's an order of operations here. You know, I, I would say Arias is the favorite, but that's also me who has been here. You know, Stephen Vogt didn't watch these guys play last year, so you have fresh perspectives on all of these young players. 
and that could change things. You know, I, I would say Arias just because he had the playing time last year. Really, if he could just hit better against lefties, uh, he's, he should probably be a, an everyday player. Um, but that's a big if. And he was worse against lefties last season than like a, a pitcher would be hitting. I mean, it was I think he was 9 for 108. So you can't have that. Um, and he knows it. Like, Rokio is right there. Tyler Freeman is, is fighting for opportunities. So it's just a little different because you know Jimenez is going to be at second base, you know Ramirez is going to be at third base, and you know Naylor is going to be at first place, and those three guys play every day. So it's, you know, in the outfield, you could start in center, you could start in right, you know, you could DH. There, there are plenty of opportunities. On the infield, it's limited. It's one spot. So uh, I would guess Arias, but I, I do think that these guys have all spring to capture the attention of evaluators who haven't seen them before. And I, I think that maybe makes this a little more open than it normally would be. All right, let, let's play big picture here. So, like, I'm looking through the power rankings. I've seen some people um, have the Guardians, like, anywhere from, like, 20th to 26th. But what's interesting about that is if they're 20th and down, they're, like, second or third or second or third place in the central standing. So I guess my question based on that is how good do the Guardians have to be to be contenders in the central late and how many wins do you think it's going to take to win the central because I, I like the more I look at it I'm like oh, 87 88 89 90 you know it, it's just it's a weird spot to have low expectations for a team that can still make the playoffs you know what's even weirder it actually might be built better for October than for 162 games really I mean if, if you get to a playoff series and you have Eber, McKenzie, Bybee, and Williams, yeah. that's, that's really, really good, right? Pretty good. Um, or maybe you throw one of those guys in the bullpen. So I, health is going to be paramount, and they don't have the depth, especially on the pitching side, that you know, you'd feel really comfortable with. They've had starting pitching injuries two of the last three years that sort of derailed their season. Um, I, like No one in the Central is winning 95 games, so... Uh, the Twins have flaws, too. It's it's kind of pathetic that the only team that really substantially upgraded this offseason was the Royals, and the Royals lost 106 games last year. And substantial upgrades were like a couple mid-rotation starters, a few bullpen relief. Like, like I don't think they're going to be legitimate contenders. Um, so, yeah, it, it's can you stay healthy, and can you just – Get some more threats in the lineup. Yeah, they're, they're really trying to change the way a lot of the hitters think, where whether it's Quan or Brennan, instead of just trying to stay alive and fight off a pitch, can you actually do some damage? You know, can, if Quan's ahead in the count 2-0 and he knows he's getting a strike, can you rope it into the gap instead of trying to hit a bloop between three fielders? Um, I don't know if that will mean anything. I don't know if you can transform an entire offense in an off season with largely the same group of hitters, but if the, if the lineup is just as powerless and unproductive as it was last year, I think you're going to see pretty similar results. Um, but if they can get some upgrades, if, if somebody pops, if it's Arias, Rocchio, Florial, Brennan, it could make a big difference. You know, you get Manzardo at some point, like the core of this team 
should be a contender. The rotation could be really good. The bullpen could be really good. Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor and Stephen Kwan and Jimenez, like that's a good starting point. They just didn't do anything to round it out. And so you're you're doing more hoping and praying than a lot of your American League counterparts are, and, and that's why it's you know, I, I think everybody's pretty skeptical. But like, you know, when when it when you're talking about you might only need to win 86 games to win the division. Well, an average team can have some good fortune and good health and win 86 games. So it's possible. Every team in the AL Central is very flawed. Um, But you're right. It's like you can be a contender in this division and be in the bottom third in baseball overall. It's crazy. Zach, love talking to you. Thank you. Thanks, man. You're the best. Appreciate your time. You got it, guys. Take care. Enjoy the sun. Meisel. Read him at The Athletic. He will have everything you need to know about the Guardians as they get ready for a brand new season. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.